0: hey everybody welcome to another episode of cannabis tech talks you are chopping it up with chuck i'm the editor-in-chief with cannabis and tech today and we are very excited to have as our guest aaron ray the ceo of sesh technologies manufacturing how
1: you doing aaron i'm doing wonderful chuck Uh, how are you today
0: well, I'm in a glass box of emotion, my friend i feel like uh I feel like this quarantine's been going on for a little bit, and I feel like everybody is ready to to hopefully get back to a new normal soon and uh you know see everybody and and go to the events and do all the stuff that we're we're used to doing
1: i hear you i'm i'm uh i i Definitely feel your set your sediments. And uh if you look outside right now here in Denver, it is snowing. Yeah. (laughs) It is snowing. And that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It you know, just kind of adds to the uh the ambiance of a pandemic when you're (laughs) trapped in a snowstorm. It
1: is. You're just kind of what it's kind of like watching the seasons. Uh it was 70 degrees about three days ago and now it's thirty.
0: Oh man, it's so crazy! So it's been a while since we've had you on the podcast, and um, do you remember
1: the last time that we had you on Cannabis Tech Talks? Absolutely, it was MJ BizCon Next New Orleans uh, in January of last, or excuse me, June of last year. That's right, that's right. So uh, a little under a year ago,
0: and, and here we go. <laughs> There you it's, go. Yeah, uh, at
1: the, I believe it was, it, that, that was right at the time we were launching our Revolution Grinder.
0: That's right. That's right. And for the listeners who don't know uh, SESH Technologies Manufacturing, what, um, what do you guys do?
1: SESH Technologies Manufacturing, we design, engineer, and manufacture processing equipment for the cannabis industry.
0: I think that's a great topic for us today because uh, the manufacturing side of the cannabis industry is more important than ever. But like every facet of the cannabis industry, um, is, is dealing with the, uh, the coronavirus that is happening right now. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of talk to you a little bit about what's been going on with you, find out what you've been seeing. I know you're a part of some really big networks and groups. Um, so we can even touch a little bit on investment, uh, events and kind of what you see on the other side of this, um, as we're coming out of the, uh, um, the stay-at-home order that has been going on for well, we've been
1: we, we're about a month now, aren't we in uh, Colorado? Well, it sure seems longer than that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I believe uh, we're we're at about a month. Wow! And how did you get into the cannabis industry? Uh, I got into the space. Uh, I have family in Spokane, Washington, uh, and they introduced me to a local manufacturer and uh, a really smart. Uh, our engineer and founder Jason Dewicky, guy that we're uh, playing around with, and and engineering some uh, some really cool equipment for the cannabis space that was that was different from the standpoint. It wasn't repurposed equipment from another industry. It was it was equipment that was design, engineered, manufacturing for cannabis. Uh, and they asked me to just help out with a business plan, uh, and um, here we are today. Uh, started off as help me with a business plan and help us get to market. And uh, three years later, we're we're a company. We're all grown up. I believe our first product that was launched uh, was at MJ BizCon 2017, which was the Rocket Box, which is our um, flagship product, which does 453 pre rolls in under three minutes. And then since then, we've been continually releasing products that fall in line with that, such as our Revolution Grinder, and then most recently uh, a mini version of a Rocket Box uh, for the lower middle market. So you guys have really come a long ways,
0: too, because I remember when things were, you know, just starting off. And I know, Jason, we go way back as well. Shout out to Spokane, Spoka Vegas. But you guys have really come a long ways from, you know, that that first business plan um, to to where you guys are at right now. And uh, you're not resting on your laurels. You're you're continuing to put out new products. You're continuing to listen to what the people need in the industry, and um, that's pretty cool. How how is the Rocket Box Mini being received right now?
1: You know, it uh, it 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 has been received very very well from the standpoint of that it. it serves a market that just didn't need the the large commercial production uh, of uh, of our uh, original product, the Rocket Box. So it's uh, especially, you know, as uh, the, these these difficult economic times we're in, uh, it's nice to have an option uh, to to purchase some equipment that isn't uh, as expensive. I mean, but let's be honest; everyone's watching their bottom line and paying attention to cash flow and uh, wanting to make, you know, very strategic purchases, ones that they can uh, see a pretty quick ROI on. And the Mini Rocket Box has been very well very well received from that aspect. And you guys all your uh, all your products
0: are made in the USA, right? They're all uh, made in uh, in Spokane? They are 100% made in, in Spokane, USA. Nice. That is uh, that's cool. And and how has business? How has your business been affected? Um, you know, we had uh, Extract Labs on here about a week ago. Uh, he said that their orders are still coming in. They're having some supply issues, but um, how how have things been for you guys as far as keeping up with demand orders? What's uh, what's going on?
1: you know, we've definitely seen, uh, you have to adjust. Uh, uh-huh. I think we've, we've, we haven't seen a, uh, a huge increase or decrease in demand, but we've seen, you know, things across the spectrum from people, uh, looking to really build up their facilities so that once things kind of normalize, we get to our new normal, uh, they're ready to go with, with pre-roll production. Uh, to people that you know are, are wanting to hold off a little bit to kind of see how things um, you know uh, roll out over the next you know few weeks and few months uh, and then people you know calling in and, and really wanting to build up their consumables uh, to make sure that uh, you know they're they're ready to go um, once uh, once things open back up and then some people are just cranky uh, mm-hmm. It really depends. It's it's. Uh, I wish there was was a more concise answer, but it's really what you're seeing is is the industry across the board is impacted in so many different ways.
0: Yeah, we're we're seeing that it's it's the whole spectrum, you know, uh all sides of the gamut where some businesses are are jamming, others are, you know, they're they're kind of doing okay, and then others are, you know, laying people off and uh um you know closing the doors. So everything across the board we're kind of seeing in this uh in, in the cannabis industry during this uh this coronavirus thing. But it's good to hear that you
1: guys still have orders coming. You guys um
0: have you have you had to lay anybody off? You know
1: we've uh, we've 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 done some uh, some realignment, but you know uh-huh. the, the good news is that you know our manufacturing facility, and again, I, I all the credit goes to uh, that team in Spokane with you know getting in front of uh, incorporating a uh, a clean environment and clean safety protocols uh, within our manufacturing facility, anything from from UVC lighting to ozone generators, uh, you can see our, our team, if, if you get our, uh, our website and then on our social media, Instagram, you can see our, our folks in the back working in Tyvek hazmat suits um, and, and operating with, with smart home controls and apps and, and then, you know, obviously, uh, you know, increased sterilization for products going out. So we've really, um, you know, again, I'm here in Denver, so I'm, I'm, I'm giving my team and uh, Spokane props for what they've done to, uh, to
0: work through this. That's really cool. I know, I know Jason is one who, uh, um, like, it's like, he's kind of like a mad scientist. He's always behind the scenes, you know, creating and inventing. And that's really cool that he has, uh, he's kind of taken these extra steps to make sure that your workers are safe and that you guys are still able to, you know, keep up with production.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. What would what, uh, Chuck, would you tell me last week if you were stuck on an island who and you had three people, who, yeah. who would you want? Jason would be one of them, right? Right. Like, like if you if you are
0: stuck <laughs> on an island, you know, like Gilligan's Island, you've got to have like everybody has to bring something to the table, you know, so you got to have the professor. Otherwise, you're you're totally hosed. You know what I mean. You're just it's just Gilligan and the Skipper and you know the movie star and you know you're not going to have a transistor radio out of a coconut. You know you need to have you got to have the, the professor on your team and you guys do. That's uh that's really cool. Jason's a he's a super smart cat and you guys um so so the rocket box was what came out was kind of your flagship. And then you guys that, came yes. out with with the grinder, the revolution, which they kind of go
1: hand in hand, right? Absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. You have to grind before you can fill, uh, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, along uh, <clears throat> along our you know our our mission uh, statement and, and what we try to do is solve problems in the industry, uh, provide solutions, not tell you what you need or tell you what problems you shouldn't be solving. It's you tell us. Uh, and how can we assist throughout that whole you know that whole spectrum of manuf- producing manufacturing and producing canvas? so you know you got to start with one uh, and then you build from there uh, the rocket box was very well received and we're continuing to add on products which was the revolution uh, which grinds and not only applies in the pre-roll sector but as well as as extraction and, and any of the others where, where, where um Uh, concentrates or edibles, topicals, anything that's not just straight flour, uh, that product is applicable to.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about kind of some of the trends that you're seeing, some things that you're hearing, uh, some feedback that you're getting from, uh, from people out there that are, you know, using the products and letting you know what they need, because I think it's always interesting to hear um, for the other people in the industry. But first, we're going to take a quick break uh, and give a shout out to one of our sponsors. So we'll be right back. After this short pause, um, speaking with Aaron Ray, the CEO of Sesh Technologies Manufacturing. We'll be back right after this. Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. We wanted to take this time to tell you about Canatech Today, Canatech Tomorrow. In the spirit of service, we're proud to announce this comprehensive plan basically to give back to the industry that means so much to us. We're going to be offering absolutely free job boards, directory listings, webinars, email marketing, even consulting to help businesses and individuals make it through this pandemic. It's more important than ever. We stand together as an industry and as a community for more information. Please visit www.canatechtoday.com forward slash canatech tomorrow. Hey, everybody, we're back. Welcome to Cannabis Tech Talks. You're chopping it up with Chuck, and we are here with Aaron Ray, the CEO of Sesh Technologies Manufacturing. They are a super smart company out of Spokane, Washington shout out Spokane, Washington, where I graduated high school. Um, and these guys are, like I said, they're, they're right in the the thick of things when it comes to manufacturing. Um, and their products have been very well received, you know, in a short amount of time that they've been there. Um, everything is made in and put together in Spokane. So it's made in America. And we were just talking about how their business has been affected and also, um, you know, what the people are asking for, what are, what are your clients, you know, looking for in terms of innovative manufacturing equipment, and um, you guys have have uh, been providing that. Do you do you have something else that you guys are thinking of? Does Does Jason always have like a uh, like a little you know like a an idea book or a, a list of things that he's he's always kind of tinkering with and working on?
1: Oh, absolutely. He's uh, and that's where he's at his best is is uh-huh. working on and, and, and finding new ways to help. Uh, streamline and automate um, manufacturing and processing in the cannabis space. And, you know, to your point, and I alluded to this earlier is, you know, we really we've uh, I've seen companies uh, that can engineer uh, and create some really cool stuff, uh, but it's not done with what is needed in mind. And, And I can't can't stress that enough. We've gone down that road as well. And at the end of the day for us, we are much better suited and we serve our clients in a much better, uh, from a much better place if we listen to them and, 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 and actually um, uh, engineer and, and produce products that they are needing and that helps them become more efficient. Um, and I, I think with, uh, as you, as the business continues to grow, uh, you're going to see more competition and you're going to see more automation and we want to be right there in the forefront. What, what do you
0: think is the ratio as far as uh, what makes a great company? You've got obviously the products that you put out. And then on the other side, you've got uh, corporate culture, customer service. You know, what, what What do you think that ratio is as far as, um, uh, you know, a, a, a great company putting out great products?
1: You know, I think it's the three P's. And I don't know if I'd give any one of them more credence than the other, but it's people, products and process uh and i think that is you know that's kind of a uh, a recipe for success when it comes to you know what we do and i think that's applicable to you know to, to most companies that are that are uh, excelling in the cannabis space is is manufacturing
0: a hot sector in the uh in the cannabis space
1: I, absolutely. I think it's, you know, in the beginning, uh, when it's, when you look at uh, our industry, you know, and I'll take i I'll take it uh, from the view as an investor. Right. Um, it was all about uh, cultivation, brands, uh, trying somewhat, you know, there, there's still no Coke in the cannabis space. So mm-hmm. it was a big uh, there's a heavy competition to create that uh, cultivation, producer, processor, brand. Uh, and that's really where the money went. Um, and then now you're starting to see, uh, you know, the um, the the picks and the shovels of the industry, uh, the STM cannas and, you know, the groups that are that are the ones manufacturing equipment to process. I think you're, you're starting to see that sector widen and investors start to look uh, uh, at, at different automation and, and engineering and <clears throat> innovation that's occurring. It it seems like such a smart play, you know, it's not as sexy
0: as the, as the big brands, you know, the big mega brands, the, like you, like you said, the Coca-Cola of cannabis. Um, But it's, it's, it's necessary. It's essential. It's, it's super important for bottom lines. It's, it's super important for, you know, quality and, and, and uh, the picks and the shovels. They say that um, uh, Seattle, Washington, when the, when the gold rush was happening in Alaska, they, they made their mark as the place for people to stop, and get their equipment they needed to go up to Alaska and, and, you know, hunt for gold. So they, they literally built their whole city. They put ads in newspapers back East saying, Hey, if you're going to get some gold and get rich, make sure you stop in Seattle and get all your gear. And, uh, it, it seems like a smart play because even if it's a little, uh, if it's not as sexy, you know, as, as the big mega brands and everything like that, you, you gotta have it, you know, you gotta have the, the equipment that you need for the businesses to uh you know to 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 thrive
1: uh, you're absolutely right it's uh you know no matter how you uh how you how you put it manufacturing's not sexy uh, you know, like, <laughs> it's not. Just, uh, just ask any marketing executive or, or, or branding executive, uh, you give them a manufacturing company and, and, uh, there's not a lot of ways you can go. There's only, there's only so many angles you can take pictures of equipment, right? So, right. It, but, but to the other side of that, you're absolutely right. It is 100%. It's a necessity. It's a need. So we're not going anywhere. You're 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 always going to need the 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 people in the in the background making things work. Um, I'm assuming you guys are you guys are still operating up in Washington state. So you guys have been deemed essential, right? Absolutely. You know, uh, as I mentioned and discussed earlier, our manufacturing facility has been, uh, you know, just um, you know, functioning on all cylinders because of the protocols and and really getting in front of this from the beginning. But our, our, from the get go, our sales team, uh, has been working remote since day one, our senior vice president of sales, Jessica Ferranti lives in New Jersey. So it's, and she's built her team with sales folks from Arizona to Colorado to Washington. Um, and, and so we were prepared from that standpoint, uh, to for a situation like this uh, we've also strategic in uh, our trainings and our, our demos for our clients uh, in the past we had always traveled and gone out to when when someone purchases a rocket box we send a, we send a face-to-face you know guy gal out to 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 walk through the process and to to train them on the equipment and get them set, set up and ready to start producing uh, pre-rolls uh, and obviously this has created, uh, the inability, uh, for us to, to travel. So we've converted to a virtual training facility, uh, Uh, and, and Eric, uh, Blackerby and our, our team in in Spokane have built out a, a really cool, I'll call it a studio, the STM studio to where we're doing our, our, all of our onboarding demonstrations, training videos, um, all, all from Spokane and it's gone really, really well. Uh, and so it it's stuff like this that kind of stops and makes you think, could we maybe do some things, you know, in normal business times that are more efficient and that are actually serve our clients better? Yeah, there's going to be a new normal, you know, coming out of this
0: for sure. How do your, how do your salespeople sell during a pandemic?
1: Uh, you, they have to sell with compassion um, mm-hmm. and, and that's hard. It's I, I was talking to one of my sales guys in Arizona the other day and, you know, he said it was, he was, was kind of, uh, given the riot act, uh, from a prospect that said, you know, how dare you call me uh, and yeah. try and sell me something during this time. And, you know, then you have others that are so, you know, uh, receptive to the help and the service that we provide. And you can't fault either one of them. You know, this Mm -hmm. is, I read something the other day that if you don't know how to act or you don't know how to react right now, or you don't know how to feel, that's okay. Um, It's not like we have a lot of experience going through this. So, you know, I think our sales team has really taken the, the consultative approach to really Um, be compassionate with their communication and and really be supportive of our clients. Yeah, I think that tone is very
0: important right now. I think that for anybody who's listening, who's in sales, it's important that you are approaching your prospects, you know, very soft hat in hand. You know, is there anything we can do to help? How are you? And I think that the salespeople have to be ready for the fact that they're going to um, they're going to run into some people that, like you said, might give them the right act and, you know, might, might, uh, make them feel bad for, for reaching out, but you're also going to have on the other end, you know, I, I think we've noticed that some people just like having someone to talk to, you know, uh, they, they like, they like talking about, you know, maybe planning for things that are going to be you know on the other end of this uh this pandemic and so you know we have good days and we have bad days right i mean there's mm-hmm. there's some days that i wake up and i'm all i'm all fired up and ready to go and then there's other days where it seems like it's really tough to get motivated so as a salesperson who's out there you know talking to people all the time they probably are going to get the whole gamut of uh, of reactions from people and like you said it's okay you know it's a it's a pandemic we we, we didn't really train for this we're kind of making it up as we go Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what about events? Uh, You were talking about how you guys can now um, do presentations without going face to face. You guys are doing things, um, you know, virtual online. Do you think that there will be more events that are online that companies might be interested in? Because let's be honest, events are great. We love events. Um, You know, here at Cannabis and Tech Today, we probably go to 20 events a year, which is a pretty heavy you know travel travel schedule um but if business can get done and you don't have to pay to send your people you know airfare and hotels and meals and stuff like that do you think that virtual
1: events are going to be more of a thing after this you know i i do uh, i really do and i you know give uh, you know kudos and credit to to you chuck and uh, cannabis and tech today and and all the other you know trade shows media outlets that have really pivoted and pivoted quickly to accommodate the industry in a, in a, in a time of crisis. And it's been, you've seen, you know, for instance, um, you have trade shows such as the NTA show or, or Canacon coming up and they've, they've quickly pivoted to where as, as a, just uh, as a vendor, now they're promoting my, Products and my company virtually, and and through their networks, versus just at a trade show. Uh, This podcast, you know, I think this is, uh, you know, know we talked about doing our our first one a year ago, but they've really picked up, and and I think people are starting to realize that, hey, you know what, maybe we can get the same type of exposure um, without, you know, to your point, having to spin an arm and a leg uh, on, you know, sending your equipment and your people and so on and so forth. But, uh, that being said, I don't see the trade show, uh, going away. Um, I still want my MJ BizCon in Vegas every year. Uh, and I think, you know, a lot of it's, it's still a, there's something to be said about being face to face and building that relationship. So I think you're going to, you're definitely going to see a a change, but I don't think it's going to be, um, is, is going to completely make trade shows and and people to people type business obsolete. Instead of I want
0: my MTV, I want my MJ Biz. <laughs> <That's>,
1: exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> I want exactly. to go back to Vegas and I want to hang out with all those rascals and you know deal with the crowds and everything else. You're right; it's the law of familiarity. And there was, uh, I mean, let's be honest. You know, a lot of business does get done at those uh, at those trade shows. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, Aaron, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on here. Um, my, my tip of the cap to uh, to you and everybody at uh, SESH Technologies. Um, it's really exciting to see a company like that come from my hometown, you know, graduated from high school in Spokane. And uh, to see that happening right there is, is really cool. Um, so you guys continue what you're doing. I hope that we'll get a chance to meet up at one of these events soon. Um, you know, I'll, I'll see you either out in Vegas or, you know, New York or one of these other events soon, but in the meantime, uh, stay safe. We really do appreciate you coming on here. Uh, shout out to your family and everybody else. And, uh, uh just appreciate you being on uh, this episode of cannabis tech talks.
1: Well, Chuck, thank you very much. And kudos again to, to you and, and your team and what, what cannabis and tech today does. Uh, it's much appreciated and it's, it's definitely well needed in this industry. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, go out
0: and build a snowman if you want, you know, uh, because the (laughs) snow is coming down here in Denver. And to everybody that's listening, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. If you liked it, uh, go ahead and uh, uh, share with your friends. Uh, Hit the subscribe button and don't uh, forget to follow us on social media so you can stay in the conversation uh, cannabis can today on all of your social media platforms everybody this has been a, a great episode we'll talk to you again soon and see you on the next episode of cannabis tech talks